0: Ruck loves rugby, like Rebel, the home of supporter gear for the British and Irish Lions Tour of Australia. Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee! Players are lined up, microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form The Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke.
1: Sensational
0: effort. The Ruck. The Castrol Edge Rugby Championship starts August 17. Tickets on sale now. Ticketech.com.au
1: been a dramatic week in rugby coming up on the ruck we look at the appointment of ewan McKenzie as national coach where will we see a wallaby's bledders low cup win also the super rugby finals picture is settled two aussie teams feature we'll assess their hopes and who's headed where the burger boys they're on the move plus we uh, delve into the archives for tim and burkey's season <laughs> predictions this is tim horan matthew burke and alana smith on the ruck your sunday morning rugby show on triple m now uh after are the, you are you
0: referring to us as the burger boys. <laughs>
1: if you want to be Just cause got No a bit, not specifically a bit wide around the girth. Timmy there
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah we've been retired for 10
0: years and what's going
2: on?
1: Now boys uh obviously the uh the Lions tour it was highly emotional highs and lows and Tony's uh had to take a, a bit of a mental health break this week but <laughs> hey, how are you guys Disney? going with your Lions hangover?
2: Yeah, oh, not too bad, Lana. It's um, it's been wonderful to see all the Lions supporters go home, go back to their country, and uh, <laughs> enjoy the win. But they were wonderful out here. They certainly showed us once again how to support. A team with the singing and the amount of people that were around, Burke, you'd agree, especially Brisbane and Melbourne and Sydney was just a sea of red throughout the city in days leading up to the Test matches. It was a wonderful three Test matches. It was indeed. Morning, Alana. Morning, Helmy.
0: Um, I'm okay. We're, I've just got it on loop uh, 2001 at the moment, so we win. So we're okay. We're just not worried about 2013. That last game, unfortunately, yeah, you know, Timmy, as we did our two-hour show last week, it was hard to find positives out of that show, but We've got a full Super Rugby Finals to come through at the moment, obviously after last night. What were we going to say, Helmy? Well, I was just going to say
2: that uh, Alana, you know, sitting in the chair of Tony Squires, and Tony, yeah, a couple of weeks off, mental health week for Tony, he's been so busy. Um, Alana, I want to ask you where you went yesterday, because uh, for those people who don't know, you're the daughter of our former Wallaby coach, Greg Smith. Uh, And there was a wonderful shield that was played for yesterday.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Shoot Shield uh, Club Rugby. Dad used to coach uh, the Eastern Suburbs Club, but played for Randwick. So each time those two teams uh, match up, they play for uh, the Greg Smith Memorial Shield. And that was yesterday afternoon at Wallara Oval. Unfortunately for us, it was a, a round week win, but uh, still a good contest. <laughs> oh, well done.
2: Oh, great. And you present the shield?
1: Uh, we often do. Not yesterday. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, uh, yeah, we often do. Our mum gets down there and does that. So uh, Well
0: done. Great Very style.
1: nice uh, touch from the, the club to still remember.
0: They still remember. I remember I, I mean, we used to... Can, can we go there? I don't know. How many stories can we get out with Greg at the moment? When I was a young bloke... Um, We might go into a different time, I think, at the moment. (laughs) Probably not appropriate (laughs) at 9 o'clock in the morning. Anyhow, that's okay. Sunday morning. Sunday morning, that's all right.
1: All right, well, you're with The Rock, your Sunday morning rugby show on Triple M.
0: This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show.
1: It's The Rock thanks to Rebel, home of the British and Irish Lions official supporter gear. Are they still
0: here? Are they still hanging around? I tell you what, it's going to be cheaper. it's gonna be cheaper. Buy them now for twelve years' time. It's gonna be so much cheaper. Homie. What do you reckon? Well,
2: four years' time they play. They go to New Zealand, so maybe of Kiwis that live in Australia can go and buy some uh, cheaper sort of <laughs> Lions jersey, but also some Wallaby jerseys. They sell some great Wallaby some jerseys. Great wallaby jerseys. The, yeah. um, the All Black test matches coming up in about uh, four weeks' time.
1: Yeah, you might get a few things on sale at the moment. All right, of course, uh, we uh, wrapped up Super Rugby with Round 20 over the weekend. Uh, just recapping some of the scores for you. The Crusaders, they were too good for the Hurricanes, 25 points to 17. The Melbourne Rebels, they had a wonderful second-half comeback to uh, beat the Highlanders, 38 points to 37. Farewell their coach. Of course, uh, the Blues, well, they went down to the Chiefs, uh, did lead early on, but uh, the Chiefs beat them 26-16. The Waratahs, not good enough for the Reds. That was a 14-12 win at ANZ Stadium for the Reds. The Western Force got one over the Brumbies, 21 points to 15. Uh, the Sharks, 58-13 to 13 win- winners over the Kings. And then uh, a big result for the Stormers as well, 30-13 uh, to 13 over the Bulls. So some interesting scorelines there. We talked about the Lions' hangover, and uh, that was particularly evident, I guess, uh, with a team like the Brumbies last night, Timmy.
2: Yeah, it was. It was an interesting game, the Western Force. You just don't know. They're a bit like the French rugby team Berkey, aren't they? You don't know what... Side's going to turn out on the night they can have some wonderful performances and and then all of a sudden they can capitulate but last night they were brilliant against the Brumbies and um, the Brumbies faltering going into finals which is crucial to have that momentum but uh, even on Friday night Berkey I was uh, commentating on the Rebels versus the Highlanders in Melbourne and the Melbourne Rebels were sending off plenty of players obviously not offering James O'Connor a contract their coach Damien Hill uh, is leaving as well and Gareth Dell their captain uh, he's leaving after three a lot of players leaving and retiring um, they were down, Berkey, thirty-one-seven mm. at half time against the Highlanders, and came back to win that thirty-eight, thirty-seven. It was a wonderful match. What
0: about uh, what about the Highlanders? Can't they lose a game? They have oh. been in positions where they've just about sealed the four points or even more, and then all of a sudden just gone. And you talk about momentum. What about just the last game of the year, as you mentioned to me? All the players leading, the coaches leading, just to say throw it round, have a go. And when when it, when it goes against you, you just can't turn the tide. But the Highlanders tried so hard to actually get down the other end of the field I thought it was interesting the last shot at goal when they were uh, at one point behind Timmy at one stage there and it was about three minutes to go I thought Brad Thorne elected to go for goal I would have gone for the touch just to keep the pressure on down there I think they were one point ahead at the time and and just to keep the pressure on otherwise you just knew they were going to have to go 100 metres to try and score another try yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable, going. But, Lana, as you said,
2: um, the Brumbies lost a bit of momentum in that space between playing Super Rugby when the British and Irish Lions were out here. It's a bit of an issue now because um, do we continue to do that? Do we allow those three test matches uh, in that period of time for Super Rugby to break? Because the
0: players seem to struggle when they came back. Well, the July test matches, there's a big thing every New Zealand about uh, at the moment, that they're trying to get their, the well, the seasons aligned, so to speak. So, July test matches. Uh, Pardon me, the June test match has been pushed down to July, so you're back end of it. So you have a full rugby season around having the break in between. Because you you can see the guys last night. Enthusiasm, momentum, um, enjoyment. The Reds versus the the Tars,
2: that's probably the game you're referring to, um, Berkey, that um, 14 12 to the Reds against the Waratahs was a pretty tough game, a pretty ordinary game, really. Conditions. There's only twenty six thousand people at ANZ Stadium, and it's just a hangover from what what has happened. Um, the player, most of the players hadn't played for a long time, yeah. And the players who had played in the Test uh, series, a lot of them were sitting on the bench, and some of them who came on didn't look like they were that interested.
1: So the uh, the Reds and the Brumbies, they do proceed to next week, though they've got uh, another chance for redemption. Uh, what about the Waratahs? Michael Checker's first season in charge. Uh, there was so much hype at the start of the year. What would you give him on, in terms of a scorecard? Uh, It seems as though the players have bought into his uh, style, at least.
2: Yeah, uh, 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 for someone who's, you know, commentating on the games and seeing what Michael Chek is trying to achieve, I think he's done a very good job this year, and I think he's he's re-engaged a lot more rugby support for the Waratahs, which is really important, and I think the crowd numbers didn't really show as much as what um, the administration would have liked, but he was pretty close on the field. He's got a side that is playing an expansive game plan. If they can get Kirtley Beal... Next year, um, and get a structure around him. I thought Bernard Foley at fly half was was brilliant this year and really set up
0: their whole season. Well, it, it's a, it's a matter of playing what's in front of you, I suppose. And 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 some of the guys did, and some of the guys didn't. So when when the guys uh, didn't stick to the game plan and if they kicked it too much, you could just see the game fall apart. And the way they played, uh, I thought was was exciting. You, you can get you get caught up in this sort of you know running rugby type thing, but you have to play smart sometimes. And they held the ball in hand. I think a lot of the teams are these days. They're just not kicking the ball as much as they used to. Um, you know, possession is so crucial, and you know the Waratahs this year showed that that's the case. And they got fitter, which I think was a a big thing as well. And then there's you know I think Michael Check has taken out the ego in amongst some of the players to say, boys, um, be good, play the game, and yeah. then we'll go okay.
2: Yeah, well, so the finals will be... So the Crusaders will host the Reds on Saturday uh, night in New Zealand, and then the Brumbies will host the Cheetahs on Sunday afternoon down there in Canberra. I think they've got to allow the Cheetahs coming all the way from South Africa an extra day to come out. So Sunday afternoon, the Brumbies will host the Cheetahs. They're the two games next weekend.
1: Yeah, very costly, uh, that loss for the Brumbies. They could have actually finished top two, Mm. uh, given the the Stormers beat the Bulls so convincingly. So uh, they'll be... uh Really having a good look at what went wrong uh, in Perth last night. But we'll talk more about the finals picture a little later on. You're with The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show.
2: This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show.
1: It's the Ruck, thanks to Rebel, home of the British and Irish Lions official supporter gear. Just in case you missed out on picking yours up during the series uh, with uh, <laughs> Tim and Matthew Burke we're and a little bit. We,
0: I think we're a little bit over the British at the moment, aren't we? You know, uh, Annie Murray winning, um, Froome winning. No, he,
2: he, he's a Scot. Oh, okay, sorry, he's a Scot,
0: that's okay. No, then. well,
2: actually, when he wins, he's from Britain, but when he loses, he's from Scotland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got Chris, still
1: got hope in the ashes, though.
0: Chris Froome with the, the Tour de France. Tour yeah. de France, it's just, they're everywhere at the moment.
1: Overload. All right. Uh, well, we're going to uh, have a look back now at week one of uh, the Ruck Show. Both of you boys uh, gave your predictions for the Super Rugby mm. season. Who you
0: thought well, would finish yeah.
1: in the top six. Now, the actual top six, of course, the Chiefs, the Bulls, the Brumbies and the Reds, uh, the Crusaders and the Cheetahs. So, uh, two teams from each conference. Uh, from, let's take from, a listen. From memory,
0: I don't think I'm far off. I don't think I'll fight. It'd be interesting to see that. I reckon you'll get two Very
1: out of the six. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we'll go with Timmy's uh, top six first. Have a listen.
2: Well, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go. The Reds will just scrape into the top six this year. I think um, last yeah. night's performance showed a little bit. of... They struggled a little bit with some depth, but I think they'll certainly bounce back. So I'm going the Reds at about sixth. Uh, the Sharks, who last year. Uh, from Durban in South Africa who made the final. And really, I think they finished about fifth or sixth and mm. came all the way all the way through. Uh, As the Sharks at fifth, I- I'm saying the Tars will make number four spot. There we go. Yeah. I think that if the Tars, if they can show this potential that they've got, if they're lucky with injuries, they've got to keep Israel Folau, Adam Ashley Cooper, Beric Barnes, Wycliffe, Palu, really, really important, and, and the Sidamami Army brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brumbies third. There we go. Yeah. So there's three... Australian franchises in, in the top six, which has this. never happened. No. Never happened. Can the we Brumbies
0: now. This is really.
2: Yeah, For yeah. <laughs> well, the, so the Brumbies third, I think the uh, the champions last year, the Chiefs, uh, will be in the final, and the mighty Crusaders, number one, and to win it.
1: Tim Horan, four out of six. That wasn't that was too okay bad. That was, that were, was, perhaps, was, perhaps a little optimistic oh. with the Aussie teams, but uh,
2: yeah. What about the Brumbies? at third, though. Bang, yeah. pick that. And Got then that. the Reds, six, but they finished fifth, so I'm sorry about that. But I just um, want to, Timmy, I
0: just want to know who the sitamani brothers were. Who were they? <laughs> 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 they were
2: ring-ins.
1: That, that's a, a combination.
0: And Tamani. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it. <laughs> oh, I love it. All
2: right. Uh, so four out of six, not too bad, yeah. though, but Crusaders on top to
0: win it. So I'm going uh, uh, to probably who, have to stay with that one. Or... Crusaders to win.
1: Yep. All right, Berkey, it's your turn. Let's have go. a listen.
0: Well, I've been very poor for the last couple of years, so yeah. I thought I might just throw some. Why uh, change now? <laughs> 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 okay, then. If that's the case, uh, I'm looking for the Kings and the Cheaters to be uh, to be the starters for South Africa. Which no, I'm the just guy. kidding. Kings <laughs> and the there was a moment of silence. Yeah, I, I was actually <laughs> going to write that down. Uh, no, we, we won't go there. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. Tars and Brumbies for. Given this no preparation. Australian for all, conference. The Tars and the Brumbies. Yep. Okay. Uh, again, like Timmy, uh, Crusaders and the Chiefs. Yeah, I think the Stormers are uh, uh, they're, they're, Even though they have perhaps have limited play last year, couldn't score a try. Peter mm-hmm. Grant kicking goals the whole time. I think they'll still be there or thereabouts. They'll yep. figure. Yep. and also the Sharks. I think they've just got a just a good outfit down there. So, uh, so no uh, Reds.
2: No reds in the, in the top, top six. six. Sorry, Tim. Yeah.
0: No, that's okay. right. Am, am I not allowed to have an opinion about the that? <laughs> No, that's <fine. laughs> sorry, sorry, Tim. <laughs> no. I, just want to, I just want to
2: clarify. Yeah. I just want to no, know clarify. whether you had a top seven or just a top six. Yeah. You just want <laughs> to no. make sure whether you actually could set foot in Brisbane or not <laughs> <Yes>. this year. <laughs>
0: uh, so uh, who wins? I'm going to take, uh, take Chiefs back-to-back this You're year. You were just making this up as you go no, home, oh, weren't you? No, have got more written down. Okay. I'm ready to go. Look at okay, that. Chiefs, you've got so you back-to-back. Back-to-back.
1: All right, so three out of six there. Tony laughed, but you were pretty close if you had have gone with the Cheaters. You originally cheaters. said that. Um, I think the Stormers, I had the Stormers in my top six as well. I had them finishing top, I think. They were disappointing this year. Chiefs, uh, you seem to be on the money there.
0: Yeah, I, I think, um, isn't, it, isn't it amazing when you look at that Cheaters outfit this year and the way they've played? Well, they had that great sort of, well, they had a, a pretty good mini tour. They lost one of the games over in New Zealand, and then they scouted three of the other teams on the way through. Uh, they were just playing some good footy. The, and and the, the the way they were able to score their tries, the chip and chase specialists, um, Pretorius was you know, back home and playing good rugby as well. I think everyone sort of just literally had them as, as an oversight amongst the whole you know 20 weeks. So they've done incredibly well. They're up against it, obviously, um, you know, coming up in the finals. But at least they're there.
2: Mm. Well, it's going to be tough for whoever wins the Crusaders and the Reds on Saturday night in New Zealand will have to go and play the Bulls uh, in Pretoria. So if you win that game, you have to go to the Bulls, and then if you win that, you're probably going to have to come back to either New Zealand or Australia. Yeah, there's a little bit of trouble.
1: All right, uh, up next we're going to uh, take a look at all the player movements. Uh, we talked about the Burger Boys before. We'll find out where they're heading. Uh, some of the others as well. Of course, we saw uh, Beric Barnes play his final game for the Waratahs last night and didn't that finish poorly for him. But probably not. Uh, <laughs> you are with The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show on Triple M. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. Plenty of player movements uh, ahead in the next Super Rugby season. We've seen uh, plenty say goodbye. This week, the big news, of course, was uh, the Melbourne Rebels saying that they would not be pursuing James O'Connor or Kirtley Beal of late. Uh, Waratahs coach Michael Check has had a real crack at them, saying that they've uh, basically tried to render the pair, in particular Kurtley Beal, as no good Uh even though they uh, did actually uh, want them in the first place. Uh, mm. Tim Horan, what are you hearing on James O'Connor? We understand that uh, his only real option now is the Western Force.
2: Yeah, I would have thought the Queensland Reds may have had a look at James O'Connor because Digby Iwani is leaving to go and play in France. Uh, Luke Morahan's going to the Force. John Lance as well going to the Waratah. So I thought there would have been maybe a bit of room. But uh, the biggest thing in a sporting environment, a professional team, and in business as well, is the culture. And you've got to have the right culture there. And James O'Connor obviously started with the Western Force, um, left there a few years ago, went to the Rebels on a pretty big package, uh, has had a fair few injuries whilst he's been there. So really, Berkey, his only option by the look of it at the moment in Australia is with the Western Force. And the Western Force now have a, a new coach this year with Michael Foley. So that allows him to go to Michael Foley, talk to him about... Um, what what can he deliver there in the Western Force? Because the Western Force can get a decent team around James O'Connor, but where do you play him? You've got to play him mm. at probably at 15, maybe not at 10, because if he's going to play test match football, you don't think it's going to be at number 10 anymore after the experiment that Robbie Dean's put in place.
0: He just left, he left in not the greatest terms, though, didn't he? If you remember all that, uh, what, two years ago when he was sort of just... Hanging on, hanging on, waiting and binding in his time. Uh, you know, he was talking about Brummies at one stage there and and obviously the Rebels when he hooked up with, with Bill. uh It's amazing how a... It's sort of like a... In a way, like a Rocky Elson from a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Like, you know, Rocky couldn't find a club, being the Australian captain. You're in the Australian team, you think you'd be pursued um, by all the states, but... I think his options are limited. He's not going to go overseas, obviously. It's too close to a World Cup, that kind of stuff. You want to be hanging around.
2: Well, you don't know that because,
0: you know, if he doesn't come to terms with the Western Force, yeah, then there's would you no give, would you give, for him, But would you give up a, a World Cup spot to you know, to go overseas? That, that's the thing. He's not a young bloke, anyhow. Well, well, he may not so. I mean, a gold choice. jersey means a lot, yeah. He yeah, might not have a choice, yeah.
1: Interesting comments uh, from senior force player this week, Ben McCallman, saying, well, they'd love his on-field talents, uh Absolutely not at the cost of their team culture that they've uh, established there. So mm. senior players are already saying that. I mean, would the ARU let him go?
0: Let him go overseas? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I, I think, the way you look at his performance in the last couple of weeks, he's not a ten, Timmy. I think you'd say that. Is he a twelve? No. He maybe, oh, it,
2: but certainly twelve or in test matches at fullback or on the wing. He, he was brilliant when he came on the uh, field the last 30 minutes against for the rebels on friday night against the Highlands. he laid on three maybe four tries so he, because he it was the open he came on. because, because right. it was open yeah, yeah the game right. was open Super he, rugby.
0: he had yeah. that ability to, to 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 chop and chase he may be he may find himself as a specialist reserve these days you know for the ability to cover other positions you know on the park there i mean you don't you know first 15 gets changed around pretty quick these days if you use your bench okay so he may be he may be in that sort of spot of Jack of all trades and specialist of none. So he needs to sort of try and find himself a position to find and, and lock it down.
2: But then you look at Curly Beal, Alana, as well, as you mentioned, mm. um, and Michael Checker would most likely bring Curly Beal back to Sydney where he has a lot more support around him. And that support network, by the looks of it, for a lot of these younger kids is really important and and 95% of the professional rugby players are brilliant and do the right thing every day of the week uh, they do their promotions make sure their stakeholders are happy they engage with their fans it's just a couple of players that in all sports there's a few drifters there but for someone like Kirtley Beal um, I think he just needs that strong support network around him in Sydney.
1: In terms of the Waratahs' backs for next season, we know Drew Mitchell's uh, headed to France. Tom Carter's uh, had his last season. Beric Barnes is also on the move to Japan. Uh, Bernard Foley, what's the latest on him?
0: I think he's going to stay. Uh, Tom Kingston's also uh, gone as well, but I think he's going to stay now. He was well, Bernard Foley signed with the Rebels, I, wasn't he?
2: For what I heard, he had signed with the Rebels, uh, and reneged on that contract. So. Uh, and sometimes that can happen when there's some personal issues in place. I don't know that if that's the case, but um, the rebels were very disappointed as they sort of were going to build a team around him.
1: Now, Timmy, your favourite brothers, the Sidomani's—they're also on the move.
2: what a you brothers, about they are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're on the. It's a um, pretty big loss, uh, the boys. Obviously, one going to Melbourne, one um, going overseas. I think mm. if that's correct, Berkey. Mm. And um, I would have loved to see uh, you know both stay in Australia because. Um, we need that size, you need that capacity, and we were found out against the British and Irish lines in that third test match, um, to have a, a bit more size and strength to get across the advantage line. So, a yeah. uh,
0: big loss for the Waratahs there. What about Will Skilden though? He's, he is, he's gonna be a absolutely superstar. He's gonna be enormous. What about even, he, but, even the game last night when he just sort of, you know, it was like watching an under 16s against under 12s. He was just yeah. swatting blokes getting towards the line.
2: NFL just, are having a look at him, I think, I heard. Is that right? No, but uh, you should. <laughs> You've
0: Thanks, got the scoop. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, we also know Digby who of course, is going to France. Cooper Vuna also on the move. Uh, where do the Rebels look? If they haven't got James O'Connor and Kirtley Beal, who are they going to try and attract? Uh, have they got enough players for their list next season? Well,
2: they've got only four spots to fill, apparently, from um, talking to them on Friday night. So uh, four positions to fill. I reckon they probably should start to look at some two or three really younger players, like who's just played Australian schoolboys last year. In that Australian schoolboys um, level, there's some wonderful players, but it takes two years, sometimes three years, to bring them through for super rugby um, competition. So I'd be gambling on at least two young players, 18, 19, that you can bring through the system, and then two other players to have a look at. Gareth Delve obviously is leaving as well, because he's had his three years there as an international player, and he has to leave after that three-year period. So
0: it's a bit tough, isn't it? Oh, coffee smell. I, I think
2: it's a pretty good. I think it's a pretty good call. I think I would like to see the Western Force get a couple of extra international players as well, or have the option to, yeah. because they're a long mm-hmm. way away. It's quite difficult to attract players to play in Perth and stay for a long period of time.
1: Yeah, well, plenty of player movements, and also uh, in the coaching department as well. And uh, after this uh, short break, we're going to analyse uh, the new coaching appointment. You and McKenzie Wallabies coach Robbie Dean's gone. This is the Ruck Your Sunday Morning Rugby Show. This is The Ruck, the Sunday
0: rugby show.
1: It's The Ruck, thanks to Rebel, home of the British and Irish Lions official supporter gear. Just recapping uh, the results from round 20, the Crusaders too good for the Hurricanes, 25 points to 17. The Melbourne Rebels, one-point winners over the Highlanders, 38-37. The Blues went down to the Chiefs 26-16. The Waratahs uh, just missed out on beating the Reds 14-12, the score at ANZ Stadium last night. The Force, too good for the Brumbies, 21 points to 15. The Sharks had it all over the Kings, 58 points to 13. And the Stormers finished their season on a high with a 30-13 win over the Bulls. And uh, if you've just joined us, uh, the qualifying finals, they've been worked out. The Reds will play the Crusaders on Saturday, while the Brumbies will host the Cheaters on Sunday. Now, uh, Tim Horan and Matthew Burke, join me for the Ruck, and uh, we're going to take a look now... At the big coaching appointment this week, of course, you Ewan McKenzie uh, beating Jake White to the national job, uh, replacing the outgoing Robbie Deans. Uh, Berkey, you wrote in the paper today, <laughs> uh, I played rugby with the man, I was coached by the man, and I was sacked by the man, so you're obviously well qualified to comment on him. Uh, what will we see uh, different about the Wallabies under Ewan McKenzie?
0: I think the first thing, Alana, is, is what we notice, and the guys have said it already, the Queensland guys especially, it's about discipline, it's about... Uh, it's about organise organising yourself off the field to make that work on the field so i think that's probably going to be the, the biggest thing um that that link will bring to the team he then went on to mention that it's a privilege to play for your country um timmy you'd be you'd be the same that um i'm sure that when he said the week to week contract that that you have to do the things right week to week to get the start and at the moment i think there's a perhaps a little bit too much leniency uh, that's been given to the Aussie jersey and maybe then with link coming in, just having those few words, just a, a quick adjustment. Uh, I think of uh, of the the whole thing to give them a, a bit of an idea to say, hey, we've got a big opportunity here against New Zealand, South Africa, and Argentina in the next couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, and I think first of all we must say um, to Robbie Deans, you know, congratulations. He, I think he had the team for about uh, five years, for about over seventy Test matches, and and yes, whilst we didn't get a chance to lift the Bledisloe Cup. Uh, there was a lot of first there. I mean, winning in South Africa for the first time a few years ago when Kirtley Beale kicked that uh, penalty goal late in the game, uh, beating the All Blacks in Hong Kong. There were some pretty good matches throughout that period of time. Um, but I think towards the end, um, the players uh, needed a change. Uh, I think the fans needed a change. I think the fans were demanding an Australian coach. And I think given Ewan McKenzie uh, is an Australian coach, it also gives the opportunity for rugby coaches in Australia know there is a path to actually potentially coach at the top and whether that's some of them are good enough to coach at club level and you can go to super rugby level, you have the opportunity as an Australian coach to not to go overseas to stay in Australia mm. and you may get the top coaching job one day. So what you and McKenzie will bring to the table, he will bring a, a really unique culture within the team, he'll bring a lot of honesty um, within the playing group um, for the individuals themselves and will give players a lot of honesty. But he'll also demand respect within the group. And as you're saying, Berkey, with the Wallaby jersey, uh, week in, week out, it's not something you are gifted. It's something you really have to earn on and off the field, and he'll demand that from his players.
1: There's a real sense of uh, renewed hope around this appointment. It's a, it's certainly a, a popular choice uh as far as the public are concerned. We've seen what's happened with the Australian cricket team lately with uh, Darren Lehman coming in and what that's done uh, to the team. Uh, they were at a pretty low point not so long ago. Uh, how long do you think, Berkey, that you and Mackenzie will be given uh, to get results?
0: We don't, He doesn't have that three-week grace, I, I suppose... With, probably, with, Berkey, probably four weeks. Oh, 17th of August. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> when He's they play, the All, Blacks, but play, you'll play have, the All Blacks in Sydney. There's, there's, there's going to be three teams or four teams that are obviously in Three teams, I should say. They're not obviously in the final, so he may be able to get a, a group of those guys, perhaps a little bit earlier, um, just to give him a bit of an idea. But you're right; it comes down to um, first test match in, in ANZ Stadium in a couple of weeks' time, and that's where that's where it's going to be, you know, won or lost. Obviously, but I think what 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 we can see from that is that I don't think there's going to be a, a, a massive shift in, in the way they play the game. I mean, you can't play Super Rugby. Tactics or Super Rugby style at uh, Australian level, but what you can do is realise an opportunity when it's on. So if the guys are skillful enough, and, and my my only thing in the last couple of years, to me is perhaps that the guys' skill level has had had dropped across the board. Their their ability to catch pass, their ability to construct something along the way, had just been sort of you know just dampened a little bit. And and hopefully under McKenzie and the new sort of you know regime that there's and, and the way Queensland play is they see options and they play them. Yep. Like, well I think they can, l- can I was going like like like, like Genny did when he went tap and go in that first yeah. test match up in Brisbane. There's an option and they take it.
2: You can't take everything out of super rugby and rubber stamp it and do the exact same tactics in test match rugby, but you can certainly take about sixty to seventy percent of how you play an up tempo game in super rugby into a test match. Uh first of all he's got to make sure our set piece are really strong. And lineouts have been very good over the last couple of years with uh Rob Simmons, James Horwell as well are uh, calling the lineouts, but it's the set piece at the scrum time where we got smashed in that third test yeah, against the British and Irish Lions, and first of all, that's got to be fixed because that's where the All Blacks will target us.
1: Yeah, I understand. Uh, the same assistant coaches will be staying with. Uh, well, some of the same team. Uh, Andrew Blades will be still looking after the scrum. But Timmy, you were talking about the uh, O'Connor experiment at ten earlier on. Uh, will it be Quade Cooper that we see at ten under McKenzie?
2: Um, I asked you, McKenzie, that yesterday, and. He said he hasn't spoken to Quade about it. He, he, you know, will look at it. Uh, I think he'll sort of wipe the slate clean for every player and then look at their performances and, you know, pick the right team to beat the All Blacks. Um, that's what he's got to do in the next um, five weeks' time. So I think he'll bring Quade Cooper back into the, into the 23-man team. Will he start him at 10? I'm not too sure yet. I, I reckon he might just want to see how Quade handles... Uh, the next week or two in the final series, and a very important game for Quade against the Crusaders in Christchurch on Saturday evening, because that's going to be a Test match level um, playing field. How Quade Cooper handles that will be uh, probably dictate whether he gets into the Test team or not with you and McKenzie.
0: Tell I me, mean, who's who's attack coach then? Who do you put in a, in, in uh, the leader of the the Wallabies for attack? Because I think Deans used to do that, and what they showed in in the the, the three Test match series was was against the Lions is pretty much nothing. Did you get someone like a, a Stephen Larkham, who's had so much success at the Brumbies and, and you play with him, I play with him, you just know how intelligent he is in that area? Yeah, I think it's about working with the players
2: you've got and someone like a Steve Larkin would be good to maybe get his uh, voice on it. Uh, maybe not full-time, maybe part-time, bring a couple of players like Stephen Larkham in um, to look at how their backline structure is. But you've got a, you've got some wonderful players to work with. Uh, Israel Falau, we saw how um, good he is with ball in hand. But it's just making sure that we can get those players in a position that suits them and some space as well.
1: Mm. All right, well, this is uh, the Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show on Triple M with Tim Horan, Matthew Burke and Alama Smith.
0: Thanks for making the conversion. <laughs> Joining the scrub. Can you believe it? Welcome back. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show.
1: Yes, The Ruck. thanks to Rebel, home of the British and Irish Lions official supporter gear. I'm Alana Smith here with Matthew Burke and Tim Horan. Now, we're going to take a look at Super Rugby Finals, uh, the first round in uh, just a moment. But first, uh, a few other results from the weekend in the NRL. The Eels uh, went down to the Panthers, 17 points to 10, while on Friday night... Uh, the Sharks, 19-18 winners over the Broncos. And a bit
0: of AFL action. Carlton, 110 over St Kilda, 74. Brisbane, too good for North, 117-105. Richmond, 53 over Gold Coast, 44. That was a high-scoring game. Good game, that one. <laughs> uh, Geelong, 98. Melbourne, 30. And Port Adelaide uh, went down to Hawthorne, 124-79. And Collingwood, 111 to Adelaide's 84.
1: Hmm. A few big results there for Hawthorne and the Pies. Uh, now in the Ashes, uh... Australia, they are uh, at six for 174, needing another 137 runs with four wickets in hand, heading into the last eight. Trent Bridge, Brad Haddon and the youngster Ashton Agar at the crease. Boys, you've been watching much of the Ashes.
0: I have been, Timmy. You've been watching. Out. What, what about what about when Broad nicked one to first slip and didn't oh. walk?
2: Yeah, and then but got the, the commentary was fantastic on it. it. Got him. He's gone. He's gonna go. He's, he's got to no, walk.
0: He's not. No. <laughs> he's not. mind you, my, when I play cricket at school, if you nicked one, to, if you hit one to gully, you would yeah. stand there until the umpire gave you out. So yeah, I, not that yeah, I don't yeah. see the problem with it, but I obviously when it goes against you, you see a massive problem with it. Never walk. Never
2: walk. Never walk. walk. <laughs> never <laughs> no, walk. Even, even in hallway cricket, when you got the tape on the tennis ball, and it's beaming down. It's left, and you've nicked one. Never walk.
0: Glenn McGrath said, uh, I saw a tweet of his saying. Uh, it was pretty hard not to walk when all three stumps were on the ground. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very good. No, we were travelling uh, quite nicely actually until losing three for three overnight. But what about young Agar? That was uh, just superb for me. I think it's one of those moments
2: where you remember where you were when he got out. Um, I remember sort of staying up Berkey and just watching, thought, oh, if he can get past, you know, 10 or 20, that's great. And he got to 50. And he mm. thought, oh, I might stay up a little bit longer. And, and when he's on 98, I'm thinking, oh, mate, don't swing. But I play. I suppose he played that that way all the all the way through yeah. his innings. And um, but it's a, it's a great Ashes moment, and re- probably re engaged a lot of public uh, to actually watching this Ashes series.
0: I left work at nine for 109, and thought, oh, well, how many going to get here? And then I got by the time I got home, <laughs> he'd reached 50, and then I stayed up, and and we nearly got stumped on about six. I think it was. It was like yeah. a close one. Mm. And then uh, it was just playing some outstanding shots, wasn't it? It was yeah. absolutely
1: fantastic. I just love the the commentators. Absolutely baffled with how he yeah. was in at number 11. At number 11. But, uh, yeah, my whole apartment block was up. You could hear the cheers. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, now, uh, we're going to wrap it all up after this. Uh, we're going to take a look at the first week of the Super Rugby Finals, of course. Uh, two Aussie teams featuring the Reds and the Brumbies. Uh, you're with The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show on Triple M. This is The Ruck, the Sunday
0: rugby show.
1: Thanks to Rebel, home of the British and Irish Lions official supporter gear. Now, uh, the first week of finals they have, were decided over the weekend uh, with the Crusaders to host the Reds on Saturday in Christchurch. And then it will be the Brumbies' turn on Sunday afternoon. They host the Cheaters. Uh, we'll get started with the Saturday night's game. You feel like the Crusaders have really been building all season. This is a tough ask for the Reds.
0: Well, they, they do that. They've done that so many years, haven't they? Mm. You know, they they start off maybe a little bit slow and they build up. And it, in, in a way, they can sort of... You know they can't sneak under the sort of the, the limelight or the headlines, so to speak. But they just sort of do, don't they? And all of a sudden, they just get the roll and get the roll. On you know, a couple of weeks back, when Waratahs played them over, um, over there, over their neck of the woods, and they had a chance to win, they didn't. They they got through some games. They've just got players Helmy, around the park who are just so good to put them in the right spots. Then you've got a couple of young blokes there trying to you know fill the void at the same time. It's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, Dan Carter pulls
2: all the strings, so they're going to be very hard to beat at home. They're a wonderful team, um, and the way they play an up-tempo style of game. Interesting to see um, yesterday, Richie McCaw came back and played his first club game in New Zealand, so after a, about a six-month sabbatical, travelling around the world and having some time off rugby, so I don't think he's going to play for the Crusaders, but good to see him back, coming back into all-black contention. Um, for the Reds, Will Guinea and also James Horwell back, so be a tough match for the Reds, and... Um, even for the Brumbies, uh, Alana, when you look on Sunday afternoon down in Canberra, I think about 4 o'clock uh, they'll be playing against the Cheaters. Last time the two sides played in the pool matches, I think it was a 20-all draw. So um, it'll be a tough match for both teams.
0: What I was going to say, Helmy, what about the, the Brumbies-Cheaters game? The, the competitive advantage that the Brumbies have is they play at night because it's just so cold and the rest of it. You know when you go down there, it's just a tough mm-hmm. place to play. Is a 4 o'clock start going to be advantageous to the cheetahs? Oh, I think
2: it'll bring a big crowd. They'll probably get a sell-out crowd there in Canberra, but... Um, I think the Cheetahs, they like travelling because where they come from in Bloompham Town, they want to get out of the place. <laughs> 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 That's they're, they're a very good point.
1: <laughs> the Cheetahs are also coming off the bye as well, so there's not really the issue with travel that they may otherwise have had. Uh, the Brumbies had nine Wallaby squad players in, in their lineup uh, last night against the Force, and it didn't help them too much. We talked a bit about that uh, Lions hangover, but uh, also an interesting scenario. It's been this week for their coach, Jake White, who was obviously... Uh, yeah really entrenched and and, uh, only just came uh, up short against you and Mackenzie in terms of the national coaching role you wonder what kind of impact that's had on the team too
2: well I think he thought he had it and I think he was pretty much um, was thinking okay I'm going to coach the Wallabies I think he was nearly told he virtually had the job and he was really disappointed um, behind closed doors from what I can hear that He's very upset, so that may be a small distraction and a huge disappointment from Jake White. But he's now got to concentrate on on coaching this Brumbies team and trying to get them into the finals.
0: It's tough when you uh, try and coach from the um, your hotel room or the teams at the uh, at the ground, isn't it? Um, yes, <laughs> I think that's how he was feeling the other night. Anyhow,
1: that's all right. They were pretty average. Uh, last night, uh, as we mentioned earlier, they could have, uh, with a bonus point win, uh, secured themselves the week off. But anyway, they'll get back to it on Sunday afternoon in Canberra. Uh, it'll also be, of course, uh, George Smith. We've uh, He's been on a bit of a farewell tour of late after coming back, so a bit of... Extra added motivation uh, for them there.
0: It's going to be good, isn't it? Also, the British Open's coming up this week as well. Um right. Ernie Els, defending champion. Uh, Adam Scott, yes. remember, lost it last year the, down the stretch, last four. Um, but go back to 2011. They play at Muirfield. Go back to 2011. That's when Darren Clark won the Irishman. Remember his press match, or his, his, his pressure in the morning when he basically yeah. hadn't slept. That yeah. just—I think—that just, I think just reinvigorated golf, and just wanted to it, get out there and play. was the there. only
2: player in professional golf that brought a Guinness to the press conference <laughs> this morning. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> did he borrow one of yours? Oh, no. I've actually got a keg left,
1: but anyway, yeah. Well, hopefully uh, your regular host, Tony, has been getting plenty of sleep and uh, had a few beers as well to relax after what's been a busy time for him. Um, we're out of time, but thanks very much for having me. It's been good fun.
0: Just imagine good how stuff, much line-up. cash you would have made over the last oh. couple of weeks. Cash is king.
1: Just every every function you see, MC, Tony Squires. In the biggest
0: writing ever. He gives me so much grief about in the paper. MC, Tony Squires, and featuring Tim Horan. Oh,
2: good, <laughs> stuff. good luck to the Brumbies. Good luck to the Reds, hope. Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah, all right. Enjoy your Sunday, everyone. Thanks for joining us here on The Rock. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show.